0: morning please join me in the prayer for illumination as it's printed in the bulletin and on the board god of power and might help us to recognize the imprint of your love and mercy in our lives open our hearts to that love that we may grow in our faith and be strengthened in our witness to you in jesus name we pray amen today's scripture reading is from first thessalonians chapter 1 verses 1 through 10. paul Silvanus, and timothy to the church of the thessalonians and god the father and the lord jesus christ grace to you and peace we always give thanks to god for all of you and mention you in our prayers constantly Remembering before our God and Father your work of faith and labor of love and the steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. For we know, brothers and sisters beloved by God, that he has chosen you because of our message of the gospel came to you not in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction, just as you know what kind of persons we we prove to be among you for your sake, and you became imitators of us for the Lord. For in spite of persecution, you received the word with joy from the Holy Spirit, so that you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia and Asia. And the word of the Lord has sounded forth from you, not only in Macedonia and Asia, but in every place your faith in God has become known, so that we have no need to speak about it. For they report about us what kind of welcome we had among you and how you turned to God from idols to serve a living and true God and to wait for his son from heaven whom he raised from the dead Jesus who rescues us from the coming wrath. This is the word of God for us the people of God. Thanks be to God.
1: So as I was telling our young disciples, I spent uh, the past four days at annual conference. Uh, I'm a big enough church nerd that I really like going. Um, I do get tired by the end of it because I ride the emotions of annual conference. So I get excited and, and uh, so I, when I got home last night, I was, was pretty tuckered out. Um, but I wanted to go over some of the things, the business of the church Things that we did uh, within our work and uh, let you know of some exciting things that happened, some more difficult things that happened. This was the annual conference where we voted on uh, those churches that choose to disaffiliate from the United Methodist Church. Uh, That vote took place on Wednesday. Uh, 65% of our uh, churches within our conference will remain United Methodist Churches. And so we had to say um, goodbye to some brothers and sisters in Christ uh, who will no longer be under the umbrella of the United Methodist Church. We will, though, always remain brothers and sisters with them in ministry. And uh, we love them deeply and pray that God bless their ministries as we all go forward. Uh, This vote of disaffiliation came at the end of many years of, of disagreements over uh, not doctrinal issues, but how we would live out our mission. And so it is with great hope that I go forward and into the ministry that God calls us all to. Uh, so with with the yucky business out of the way, now we'll hit some of the highlights. Uh, if you can go ahead and show the first slide, Carter. So this is what the body of uh, delegates of the East Ohio Conference Uh, This is what we look like. This was probably on Wednesday, so we're looking pretty peppy in this picture. Uh, By yesterday afternoon, the crowd had thinned a bit, and we were looking less energetic. But this is us as we gathered for uh, an opening worship service. Go ahead, Carter. So as we move through annual conference, we do life together. Uh, We gather for work. We gather for worship. We celebrate Uh, We grieve. And so uh, in the top left corner, you'll see any of you who served as delegates to annual conference back in the day, like three years ago, uh, we had to vote by raising a card. And so uh, it's one of the coolest things that, uh, that I had seen because you would see people sitting together representing their local church. And one would vote one way and one would vote the other way and then we would go about our business. And that is one of the things that I love about United Methodism is that we are not all the same. We are varied in our understanding, and yet we all know that we serve one God. So the top left corner is our new voting device. Um, I think COVID helped us usher that in because when we were apart, we had to vote electronically. So that's our push-button voting device. We also... Just the annual conference is just a bigger version of our local church. And so we had those we had lost throughout the year. And so the top right corner is uh, a bell, picture of the bell used in our memorial services. We remembered those clergy and clergy spouses and uh, active laity whose names were lifted uh, to be honored since they passed since last annual conference. And so we had some time of sadness in worship there. The bottom right corner is us praying a blessing charge over those who are retiring. Those people looked super happy. Uh, There were 40 retirees in the class uh, this year, and those were 40 happy people up on that stage. And so we prayed our blessing over them. We were reminded by the bishop that you don't retire from ministry. You can't retire from a call. You can retire from a vocation, but... Keep your phone handy because she might call you again. Uh, the bottom left is, or the bottom, yeah, bottom left is uh, one of our worship song leaders as we gathered for worship. We worshiped every day uh, as as you would expect. Go ahead, Carter. We celebrated communion two of the three days that we were gathered as an extended body. The first day is for clergy only, and we had communion that day too. but we celebrated communion together. That picture is a granddaughter of a clergy person who passed away. She lit candles at our service of remembrance. And so just as we celebrate those who have gone to the church triumphant in our local church, we celebrate those brothers and sisters that have left our physical presence. Uh, The bottom was just a really cool picture, I thought, during worship um, of someone just fully immersed in the worship experience. The worship was was wonderful this year. We had a varied uh, schedule of preachers and some wonderful, lots of timeless hymns and it was, it was wonderful worship. Go ahead, Carter. So here, here is your, your mighty team of delegates. Uh, on the bottom, on the left, you'll see a familiar face, Jenny Fate, served as an at-large delegate. So she represented uh, a young people's voice uh, her mom, Amy Oxher, who you all know, who called out of this church into ministry, uh, she pastors Clyde first and Green Springs United Methodist, and then your cheesy pastor, smiling in the corner. Uh, on the, in the other picture, in the purple, is Bev Gobble and Becky Gottfried. They are the elected delegates for our parish. Uh, they both attend Melmore United Methodist Church. And so they uh, diligently worked through all of the work representing the laity of our parish. Go ahead, Carter. So uh, as one of the first things that happens, on the first day we are gathered, uh, we hear from the bishop. And she does a sort of state of the the, um, conference address. And we received a shout-out in her Episcopal address that none of us... (laughs) We're expecting, and so uh, it was a good thing we were paying attention because all of a sudden we're like, wait, did she just say our name? Um, And so I thought she kind of merges our Better Together team as well as our uh, kids' ministry at Sycamore and Melmore. So she talks a little bit about how we are working together, uh, especially in that kids' ministry. Uh, And so I thought I would share that portion of her address with you today. The bishop took the opportunity during the Episcopal message to talk about new ministries that are happening across East Ohio Conference. Better Together has been held out as a model for cooperative ministry um, because we chose um, representatives from each of the five churches to serve on the Better Together team. The Better Together team is the team that put together our church festival. Um, We've done Bible studies together. We have done... um, During COVID, we did supportive ministries like reaching out to nursing homes and care staff. We did prayer walks. And so Better Together is the team of um, representatives that help us do work across the parish. It's okay, guys, if you can't get it. The voice of my husband says, one second. How many of you have served as lay delegates the annual conference? Anyone in the room? For shame, for shame, Shirley. I'm surprised you never did. That seems like something that would interest you. Um, lay delegates are, uh, their names are lifted up for affirmation at charge conference. Somebody over here? Did you serve for your former church? That's amazing, thank you for your service. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. You have to be a little bit of a church nerd to hang in there, and I know that I speak to a fellow church nerd. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing to have a voice at annual conference, uh, and to help shape the work of the greater church, and so it's really cool. So thank All you for that, Joni. the East Ohio Conference,
2: our mission is yet alive say that with me our mission is yet alive pastors and congregations have been creating new opportunities for ministry using technology to expand platforms for worship and bible study and connection many of you are embarking on innovative ways to engage in discipleship and serve the needs of your community and I wanna highlight a few. Bowling in Bibles is a fresh expression of ministry that Mentor United Methodist Church launched after annual conference last year. On Wednesday nights, participants bowl together for an hour and then take turns leading devotions. Once a month, Mount Tabor United Methodist Church hosts a Burgers and Bible at a local restaurant or at a bar, to share in meal, to share in fellowship, and a discussion based on scripture. Grandville United Me- Grandview United Methodist Church held a music mania Bible camp, ministering to children in each day's devotion Ended with the children reciting Psalm 150 and then playing the instruments that were mentioned in the passage. And then you have Better Together in a combined children's ministry of five East Ohio churches. Churches working together. Melmore United Methodist Church, Sycamore United Methodist Church, St. Paul's United Methodist Church, Republic Trinity United Methodist Church, and Union Salem United Methodist Church. And they are reaching more children and families than any one of these individual churches can do by themselves. The United Methodist Church of Berea and members of the community, they teamed with Help Build Hope to frame 57 walls to build a three-bedroom home for a family through Habitat for Humanity. And guess what? They did all of this in a church parking lot.
1: Conference day. That, I think, is where we find our hope, that our hope lies in all of these wonderful expressions of ministry. I took from that that there's hope for my taco church, which I have been wanting to start to launch. Taco church at a Mexican restaurant. It'll be the joining of two great loves in my life, tacos and Jesus. And so uh, maybe someday, right? Uh, go ahead, Carter. On your left, that is uh, the Reverend Angela Thomas, she, or Angela Lewis. She is uh, district superintendent, and you'll hear a word of preaching from her in just a few minutes, and you are, will have been to church after Reverend Angela is uh, done preaching. She is a wonderful friend of mine, and I went up and hugged her before she preached on Saturday and said, give him Jesus, and she said, that's all I got thought amen sister Uh, on the picture uh, on your right is uh, our district superintendent Nestor Nazario and our associate district superintendent Donna Van Trees those are familiar faces to you go ahead Carter Uh, some more familiar faces Reverend Hannah uh, is there this was her presenting her report as the registrar for the order of deacon or for the order of elders And so I thought you'd enjoy seeing her. Um, And then also on your top right, Gail Angel, who served here at St. Paul's. Um, She is retiring this year, so she was one of those 40 happy faces. That's she and her husband. And then Marilyn Coney, who is retiring from faith here in town, and uh, faith will be added to our parish. Uh, She was also another happy face in that retirement class. Go ahead, Carter. Uh, On Friday evening at 4.30, Pastor Amy from our parish was ordained, and so these are photos from her ordination service. Um, The photo on your left is her processing in, and then uh, that is the moment of her ordination. Uh, Just as we, as in the ancient church, the bishop lays hands on those called forth into ministry, and so she is uh, issuing Amy's ordination and then uh, I was blessed to be the song leader uh, for the service of ordination and commissioning. Uh, I proudly represented our kids uh, with their handprints on my robe. And uh, so that was, that was a cool experience uh, to be able to be part of the ordination service for Amy. And also in the picture on the right, that is our friend Teresa Carter with the short hair looking down, she was commissioned, so she's entered into the final step of ordination. So yesterday, uh, we were called to the stage um, because Discipleship Ministries, which is an arm of the general church, presents to one church in the conference each year a One Matters Award. And you have to be nominated through the Office of Connectional Ministry, so, on the bottom right is Ed Fashbaugh, who is the Reverend Ed Fashbaugh, who is uh, the Director of Connectional Ministries. And the photo on top is Reverend Beth Ortiz. She is the Director of Strategic Mission. And they nominated our parish for the One Matters Award. And so we were called to the stage um, and presented the woman in the dress in the larger picture, came from uh, Discipleship Ministries in the general church to present us with um, <clears throat> this One Matters Award as well as a check for $1,000 for our churches to use in ministry. And so I wanted to share uh, what they shared yesterday when we received our award. So as part of discipleship growth is when we are able to put aside what is good just for us for what is good for a larger group of folks. And most crucially, what is good for Christ's mission. Today, we are awarding the One Matters Discipleship Ministry Award to the Five Points Parish and its two pastors, Pastor Charlene Thomas and Pastor Amy Vittorio. These five churches and two clergy have come together to say we are better together as they have embraced the cooperative parish model of ministry. It has not always been easy, but these churches and their leaders have intentionally, prayerfully, and faithfully committed to working together to deepen their impact on their communities and on themselves. These churches have sacrificed of themselves because they know that together, they are better able to continue to strive for God's preferred future for their communities. They have embraced the heart behind this award, that one matters. And for them, reaching that one more, one more child in need of stories that feed the mind and the soul, one more older person in need of connection and relationship, one more person who needs a hot meal, this work can be done better together. Together with sister churches, together with collective leadership, and together as people faithfully listening to God and refusing to allow the walls of each of their beloved church buildings to become barriers to faithful work. So it is with great joy that we present this award to Pastor Charlene Thomas and Pastor Amy Vittorio on behalf of all of the congregations, clergy, and leadership of the Five Point Parish. We give abundant thanks that you have collectively lived into a cooperative parish style of ministry where you work better together, serve faithfully, and love deeply. And so Pastor Amy and I accepted the One Matters Award on your behalf because you are uh, the the ones who come alongside of us and our crazy ideas and try to reach more people for Christ. And so we thank you. That's right, we can give God some praise. So thank you for that. And then, go ahead, Carter. Maybe. This is a video, so let's all have a moment of prayer that it works. Um, you Pause it for one second, Carter. I got excited. This is uh, DS... Uh, Rev. Angela Lewis, and she is about to bring a word of hope. Uh, this was in Friday morning, or maybe Saturday morning's preaching. And uh, at, by the end of this, I needed to be super glued to my chair because, I, as I said, I ride the emotions, and I she got me really excited. And so let's hear from uh, Rev. Lewis as she talks about our mission moving forward.
3: He wanted him in the midst.
1: I think I got about another two more seconds
3: here. All that I described about David, in some way or another, the church, the body of Christ, should be or the church is. We, too, should be after God's heart. We, too, should chase after him. We, too, should say, God, I just can't get enough. We too should seek God first before we before we or as we deal as we deal with our stuff. Even whenever we're down, we should lift up our heads. We should take the word of God and say, "God, I can still trust you. It doesn't look like I can trust you, but God, I know your track record. I know where I used to be and I know where I am today, and I know that you still got plans for my life. So, God, I'm going to go and I'm just going to trust you no matter what faces me in my life." And we too should want the presence of God in our midst. Let me hasten on because I have another favorite. And that favorite is the book of Acts. Woohoo! Lord Jesus. In the book of Acts, not long ago, I think it was a couple of Sundays ago, we celebrated the day of Pentecost. And on the day of Pentecost, what happened? <laughs> there was a sudden movement. There was a, certain, there was a sound that came from heaven, hallelujah. And it filled the whole house and it filled, and I want to say it filled the people because as people got to act in a different kind of way. They got to talk in a different kind of way. They got the testifying and bearing witness of the goodness of God. So much so that the, that the Bible says that those who were there, the people from around the world heard just how good God is. Lord have mercy. On the day of Pentecost, they were together with one accord. Somebody say One accord. They were together with one accord because the Holy Spirit was in their midst. Amen, somebody. And look what happened on the day of Pentecost. By the time, by the time at the end of the chapter, we got Peter. You know, in the the Baptist church, when you preach your first sermon, it's called the trial message. Peter preached his first sermon, his trial sermon, and on his first go-around, if you will, on his first go-around, 3,000 were added because the presence of God was in their midst, and the next time he got up to preach, 5,000 were added to the midst. All I'm trying to say to us today is that when the Spirit of God is in your midst, when you are filled with God's presence, it goes beyond, it goes beyond, it goes beyond who, it goes beyond all differences it goes beyond of all of our stuff when the Spirit of God is in our midst and we are one and we are on one accord let me tell you we have a witness for this world because we can show the world that we belong to a God who draws all men because the Bible says if I be lifted up Jesus says if he is lifted up he will Let me say that again. We got to lift up Jesus. Not our agendas, but Jesus. He's the one who can him and the Spirit of God comes to bring witness about his movement East Ohio conference Bishop cabinet leaders members it's all about Jesus and the love of Jesus let me say this and then I think I'm done It was something about the early church that happened, that made it so special. The day of Pentecost was just the spark because what we read throughout the day of, throughout, 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 throughout the early church was a serious movement. Them folk got together and got to praying, Lord have mercy. And when I tell you praying, they show sure enough prayed. I don't wanna say surely, I wanna say show sure enough. They got together and they prayed so until the house shook. They prayed so until Peter got released from jail. They prayed so until the chains fell off of Paul and Silas. They prayed so until their communities that they were in was transformed and changed. They prayed so that even in the midst of their persecutions and them being spread through one place over this place, they prayed so until the gospel was taken with them. They prayed so that even whenever somebody died or they were persecuted or that they were beaten, somebody else stepped up and said and, and, and kept the prayer going. All I'm trying to say, if we want to show enough move within our conference, if we want to move in the United Methodist Church. If we want to move, y'all, it's going to begin with prayer. And yes, when we get up off of our praying knees, if you will, we got to go out into the community. If we want to effect some change, we got to know what God wants us to do. And we can't do that if we're not praying. It's those who are seeking after God, who has a heart for God, who's running for God that will make the change. I want to encourage you today. I want to encourage you today to love God with all that you got and know that it's not going to be easy. You're going to have some ups and downs. That's a part of life. You're going to have some persecutions. You're going to have people talking about you and you're going to have some people who just don't like you, but that's okay because I'm not here for you to like me. I'm here to do the work of God and we got to get the mindset. It's about God and not about me. It's about God and not about me. It's about God and not about me. Amen. Amen.
1: That offers you some perspective. Amen? Amen. It is about God and not about us. It is about God and not about our ideas. It is about God and not about what we think. It is about setting our own selves aside to take up our cross in whatever way that God calls us to take up our cross. And it might be uncomfortable and it might call us to do things that we don't believe that we can do. God never calls us to comfort because if it was comfortable, we would have already been doing it. God calls us to things that we haven't thought of yet. God calls us to moments that we never anticipated. God calls us into ministry to ourselves and to each other. God calls us to give grace in ungraceful moments, God calls us to forgive when we need to remember that we have been forgiven. I stumble every single week in the Lord's Prayer when I say, Forgive me as, of, as I have forgiven others, because everything about my spirit says, Oh, I hope you forgive me way better. I hope you forgive me way better, because I haven't even forgiven myself for some things. And so God calls us to so much more than what we think. When we entered into cooperative ministry, many of you were very, very anxious. Pastor Amy and I were very, very anxious. We said, what does that mean? They said, we don't really know. You're the first ones. Go ahead and build this airplane while you fly it. And we've done that for the past several years. And you've trusted In me, and you've trusted in Pastor Amy, and you've trusted mostly, I hope, in God, because nothing comes as a surprise to God, and we've done some really cool things, and we are about to embark on another year together. I posted yesterday that appointments by the bishop are fixed. You're stuck with me now for at least one more year. And so, that's thank you, whoever, thank you to my one fan. No, that's right. I am glad to be stuck. I am glad to be stuck. I'm glad that you're stuck with me because I think that God has just started to move in this place. I think that God has just started to call us truly out of our comfort zones so that we can meet new people and love on new people. Next week, we're going to have a moment where I bring out uh, something that was left on my desk when I first came, my first week in the office, I came and I found something that you all had worked on together and Pastor Hannah had left for me, but it wasn't truly for me. We've, I've been here five years now, and a lot has happened, and it's been difficult at times. We've gone through unprecedented times in the world and in the church, and you've gone through unprecedented times in your own lives times of great joy and times of sorrow. And we've walked through it together, and I am grateful for that. And so next week, we'll talk about our next chapter together and what that can look like. And so don't miss church. Tell your friends. And for those of you who are visiting with us today, this is not a typical Sunday worship service. It's usually not this businessy. But it's important that all know the work of the church. And so I invite you to come back for a quote unquote normal Sunday, but I'm telling you right now, there's not one usually. So let us enter into a time of recentering. And-